Welcome to Coming Down the Pipe, ARS Global's podcast about pipeline assets, investments, pipeline construction, and the market in general. Uh, ARS is the midstream partner for providing streamlined sourcing solutions. And I'm Josh, and this is Tyler Williams. Tyler, uh, Tyler's grown up in the pipeline business. He's the founder of CPI Pipe and Steel, ARS Global, and several other uh, pipeline-related companies. Um, and today we're here to talk about growing up in pipelines. And Tyler, what we want to get from you today is tell us grassroots how this whole thing started, how uh, basically where you've been, and how we've gotten to where we are today. Give us a little bit of background about yourself and your family and uh, and your company. Yeah, sure. So, thank you, Josh. Uh, yeah. So, my parents, uh, my my father started in the oilfield tubing business back in uh, 1981, and uh, of course, he he uh, made us work at the pipe yard every Saturday and holidays and every summer. And so, I grew up kind of in in a pipe yard uh, since I was nine years old. Uh, driving forklifts, and uh, we were in the oil field tubing. Um, and, uh, my granddad actually helped my dad and worked for him, and we had threaders and, and um, hydrostatic uh, water testers and uh, upsetters and you name it, and, and did the oil field tubing business uh, all the way through high school, and uh, graduated high school, went to college for four weeks, and. Um, uh, it just wasn't for me. I, I, I truly enjoyed uh, learning from my dad and my granddad every day in, in the pipe business. And so came home and started working uh, with them. And uh, we had contracts with Shell and Exxon and uh, buying all their um, offshore reject tubing. And uh, uh, back in 1984, we joint ventured a line pipe uh, deal with a, a, a friend of ours. And it, it, it just completely changed everything. It was a total business. We weren't really tied to oil field. Um, and, and so we, we switched over to lime pipe. And at that time, we started uh, uh, CPI, started removing pipelines. And, and ever since 1994 uh, to this date, we've removed 2,500 miles of old transmission lines, predominantly from 12 inch all the way to 36 inch pipe and about an eight state area. Uh, and when you remove that pipe, you bring it in, you uh, clean the coating off and, and uh, rebevel it, fabricate it, and sell it back in the construction, casing, road bore application, um, dredging, piling, you name it. Um, and that uh, chasing a pipe all over the United States for all the big MLPs and midstream companies uh, over the years. Uh, I saw that instead of just digging pipe, we needed to, you know, uh, see what other pipe was out there. And really, probably in about 2010, I uh, really started uh, roaming the country at all their surplus, um, whether it's new surplus or take uh, take up surplus, and and that's when I kind of saw the void. Or CPI, it, it it fed CPI in the construction market, but really for line pipe. Um, whether it's take up, new surplus, or really new surplus, I was seeing those bids and we would all bid 
um, you, you, you basically have a, a scrap uh, number, um, which is 10% of new, and then you have a construction number, the uh, valuation to the midstream company, which is about 20% of new, and then you have new costs. So there was an 80% yield there that um, I, I, I just, I, I, when you have new surplus pipe that's left over from a brand new project, uh, why can't I take um, one MLP or one midstream company's pipe and sell that to another midstream company, which is what peer-to-peer uh, -peer is and a market. And so in uh, 2014, I started ARS, which stands for Asset Redeployment Solutions. And uh, it was basically designed to be a peer-to-peer -peer marketing company where we can uh, consignment sell it for um, uh, the owner and or purchase the pipe, uh, depending on whatever their accounting thresholds are, or, you know, if they want it gone or if, if they've got a little more time to uh, sit on it and hold out for a little more valuation, which uh, will bring them back uh, more of about a 60 or 70% of new cost. Um, and it creates a win-win for the customer. Um, it's it's at inventory that's readily um, accessible, and they get it at a discount, and then the seller um, actually recuperates uh, about 40% more um, uh, back uh, so that th the whole goal was to create a win-win. Sure. Uh, let's let's talk about that for a second. When you uh, when you say it's a win-win, can you talk a little bit more about how ARS helps the contractors and the the purchaser of the surplus um, accelerate their construction timelines? What does it look like from being able to purchase something that's on the ground versus having to go to a manufacturer and say Hey, I need a hundred miles of pipe. What What do you think, on average, that that time savings is? Yeah, sure. Well, I, I think the best way to answer that is I I, I think back, um, really, you know, twenty thirty years ago, um, companies file, um, uh, designed a project, and submitted their applications and ordered their pipe. And where I saw the future going was. Um, for for more regulatory issues, is you know they they, they design a pipeline and they're going to need to file their permits, and, and naturally where things are today and where they have gone is they need to really wait for those permits and then order their product uh, or, or their materials, and and now once they order their materials, their materials may take a year, six months, year lead time. So it just pushes everything behind. Um, so having that um, uh, new prime surplus uh, available and being able to um, you know, purchase that and speed the market, um, get, get it built, um, is, is it, it, and moving forward, that's gonna be one of the most important things there is. Sure. Can you talk a little bit about um, the the cost savings that the purchasers are are realizing versus new pipe, and how does that kind of fluctuate um, with the steel market? We've seen crazy volatility over the last two years, but um, how does the surplus pricing kind of fall in line behind uh, behind the steel market? Yeah, so I I, I think the surplus. 
the prime surplus market is, um, you know, it's it, you can see it, you can feel it, you can touch it, you can take possession of it. Um, you can get it recoded. Um, you can you, you can get it to you right away or get it installed much much quicker uh, at anywhere from uh, you know even if it's 15% cheaper uh, it could be 15 to 30% cheaper but but you, you can actually move on your project get that project behind you and move on uh, where uh, the with commodity prices and where things are going um, the it, uh, really ARS when I created ARS I envisioned about five six years ago that availability uh, was going to be a major driver behind it because I believe that these companies old school companies back in you know 30 40 years ago uh, were uh, a lot of them were owned by mom and pops and they held a lot of inventory and the new business um, uh, uh, curriculum or whatever you would call it um, Accurate them, um, they don't want to carry any inventory. Uh, if you want it and you need it, uh, they need to build it. And so availability is going to be the major driver um, in the future. Uh, we've seen it over the last couple of years, and you're going to see it even more so in the future because uh, new private equity or money and or management does not want inventory. Fair point. And I think one of the things to to look at, if you are uh, just kind of adding on to, to what you're saying, is the reason they don't want inventory is because the longer their inventory sits, unfortunately, the more book value they accumulate, mm -hmm. but the less the actual commodity is worth. That's right. As you start looking at fusion bond epoxy coatings and other coatings that degrade with uh, with UV exposure or you have something sitting in a warehouse where uh, it may be out of warranty, but there's no preventative maintenance programs on, so valves aren't being mm -hmm. greased, valves aren't being turned, uh, rotating equipment like pumps are not being rotated. Um, so that's kind of where ARS comes into because uh, they do offer a storage solution uh, for, for some of their clients. Can you elaborate? A little bit more on some of the things that you've done for clients in the past when they have inventory that they just need a place to park it until their project is ready to come online yeah sure so we have two storage locations one in victoria texas one in yukon oklahoma uh, looking to uh, always thought about adding one maybe predominantly up maybe in ohio uh, northeast um, but uh, you know basically our clients could store their materials at our location um, and and it could basically, if you think about it, it could go on our uh, marketing uh, platform, our online uh, sales platform, and and if somebody is in need of those materials, they may place a bid on it or want to buy it, and at that time, the owner of that material gets to uh, evaluate that offer, um, figure out whether they want to sell it. Or they need they actually need to keep it um, and so it, it it's it's it, it kind of creates a win-win and uh, you know they so because so much of that material for years just sat in warehouses and so it uh, that material needs if, if somebody needs it 
Um, you know, it, if my house is worth $200,000 and somebody drives by and they want to pay me four hundred, well, they can have my house and I'll move. And you that's the whole idea. <laughs> well, that's the way my, that's what my dad always taught me is everything's for sale, son. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a new, it's a new, it's a new error. And, uh, you know, the buy and hold, and you mentioned, you know, uh, the coatings and things getting old and uh, degrading. Um, it's, it's just, you, it, and then you match that with lead time. Um, so it's, it's, it, it's uh, everything's coming, uh, it's going to be a whole new path forward, I guess. Sure. So uh, with, with all those things said, where does ARS go from here and what is, what is ARS looking for um, in a client, both a, a buyer, but, but mainly a seller? Yeah, so I mean, that's uh, it's all I ever wanted to create is the midstream partner. Um, you know, we, 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 we're very fortunate to work with all the midstream companies. So we, 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 we hear their uh, strengths, we hear their pain points, and it's how can we help? And what can we create uh, to, to give them all um, 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 what I would say less write downs, uh, availability, um, opportunity to, um, you know, um, maybe do things more efficiently, uh, downtime if they need a valve, all right, here it is in our warehouse, make an offer, um, you know, it's, it's just uh, uh, be the midstream partner and, 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 and get in and, and understand um, who they are and what their needs are and then, and then uh, be their partner. Sure, and uh, what's, the, what's the ideal uh, transaction size or um, what's, what are the transactions and in inventory that ARS is looking to purchase? Yeah, it's uh, it really on ARS side. It, um, you know, we, we only have so many people and so much time. And, you know, it's, it's more specific. What I've always said is you can take any inventory list and, um, you know, you can have $200 million worth of inventory and 80% and, and of, of that value is 20% of the actual items. So we, we really need to focus on uh, the larger items. The smaller items are, um, you know, a lot of times liquidated through auction networks or whatnot. Sure. Uh, but those 80% of those, 80% uh, eight, eight, of the value is 20% of that inventory list as far as itemized out is what is where that customer um, needs ne needs the help to um, uh, you know uh, market availability and 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 try to maximize their return uh, to minimize their write down. Um, uh, but really moving forward, um, you know, I'm, in, in in any project or or actual purchase, um, the uh, available um, funding that um, we can secure is. I'm um, not going to say unlimited, but it's 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 uh, uh, very w good, and uh, uh, we will look at anything. Okay, great. Well, uh, Tyler, I think we're about out of time. Our mm -hmm. our red lights going off. So sure. Uh, thank you very much. Well, you and for, I just talk too much. I mean, we we do. <laughs> we, we can we can talk all day. But thank you for coming down to Houston uh, from OKC and joining us. I know that um, podcast. 
uh, attendee is not in your title, but yep. thank you, thank you for coming down, and thank you guys for um, for watching our second episode of Coming Down the Pipe. Uh, be sure to subscribe, and we'll see you next month. Absolutely, thank you.